0: Hey guys, so before we start this episode, I have some good news and bad news. The good news is Pounding Pavement's now on Spotify. So go to the search tab in your Spotify app, uh, type in Pounding Pavement, that's two words, and scroll down to where it says Podcasts, and we should be the first result. Um, Yeah, so that's awesome. And the bad news is when we were recording this episode, there was a lot of microphone interference. So, I cleaned up the audio the best I could, but the audio quality is still pretty crappy. So, I'd recommend not listening to this episode on super high volume, but uh, other than that, enjoy. Hello, and welcome to Pounding Pavement. I'm Sal Olson, and today we have the privilege to talk to a real-life superhero, one of the X-Men, former Xavier High School athlete Owen Lally. He's run 1644 at Wickham, has a 1600-meter PR of 426, and an Open 8 PR of 158, although I know he split faster than that in 4x8s. Um, Me and Owen went to the same middle school in Lebanon, so, now we're both off to run D3 in college, so I figured now would be a great time to, you know, sit back and reflect on some of our high school running careers as we look forward to college. Okay, let's we'll jump right in. So, I don't know if you know this, but, well, I, would, I think you do know this. So, you're our fourth guest, but right now, you're the fastest person ever to be on Pounded Pavement. That's
1: right. I'm I, honored.
0: Yeah. Right up there with the MXN, uh Yeah. Yeah, I hope to keep that. Yeah. <laughs> So this is the first time I'm recording this. Not usually we record like over the phone, but Owen's right here with me today, so that's awesome. Uh, try to get more people to record right with me. Um, yeah, let's jump right in. So summer training might as well start there because that's what we're both doing right now. So are you on a plan with the with WPI?
1: Yeah, yeah. My WPI plan started actually Monday because um, my season only ended two weeks ago. So, normally, I would take a week off between seasons, um, but my my college coach wanted me to take three weeks off. I said, how about one week? He said, <laughs> all right, we compromise it, too. So, two weeks off. I started Monday. So Today was my fifth day back. So, yep, I'm on a plan for them, and I'm good so far. Okay.
0: Anyway. Yeah, because I talked with my college coach, because, um, like, uh he set up, like, I don't know if he did this for you, but he sent us, like, all these, like, Excel spreadsheets and, like, mm-hmm. color-coded things. Yep. And I'm like, holy crap, this is so much. So, like, I talked to him on the phone and stuff, and he said that a lot of freshmen, if you, like, if I wanted to do a lot of, like, stuff I normally did in the summer, that'd be cool just because, like, the mental stress of, like, first-year shit. So, um, I'm still, I started, let's see. I, like, I'm super low still, 25 miles a week this week, but hoping to peak at 60, is that what you guys, what do you, as far as
1: I know, um, I've been talking to him and I, um, because a lot of college coaches, when they get incoming freshmen, they're coming from programs where they've only been doing, you know, 20, maybe max 40 miles a week. Yeah, right here. So (laughs) Right, but. So, I'm coming from a program where over the summer, the past couple summers, I've hit 75 miles a week. Yeah. So, I wanted to make sure he knew that, like, I was used to this mileage, so I'm fine starting at, you know, 40, 45 and, like, moving up to 70. And he immediately emailed me back and said, "Nope, you will not get above 50. Really? And I I was a little taken back, but I figured, hey, might as well change to something now. So, I started out at about, I think I'm supposed to be around 32 miles, this week, somewhere around 32 to 35, oh. I think, um, with an off day, I guess, so that makes it a little, little easier. Sunday? To get it. Yeah, Sunday's off, so... Or cross training if you want. But yeah, so it's definitely different. He didn't really he kinda of said, get used to it now so that when we're in season it'll you know, it won't be new, you don't have to adjust yeah. then. Um, he did say, like you said, um, if you want to kind of make it an easier transition by still doing some of the stuff you did in high school, you know, the stretches and everything, and kinda of transitioning as we go throughout the summer into their stretching and their warm up routine, and that works, but I've kind of tried to just go right into it so I can you know, especially with two weeks off,
0: having being yeah. fully
1: rested, kind of out of the league, yeah. really. So it's yeah. kind of harder week, harder first week, though, than I think I've ever felt before with extra time off.
0: Yeah. So. I can sort of understand that because, like, sometimes you worry about burnout just from, like, all those. I mean, I love, I'm a mileage guy. I'd rather yeah. do, you know, yeah. but sometimes you worry about just burnout. And I sort of get it with college coaches being wary of, like, incoming freshmen who Absolutely. are like, let's go at 85 miles a week. Yeah. You know, I, I kind of get it. Um, yeah,
1: I don't
0: yeah. that part of it. So yeah, but actually, yeah, I was opposite. He, I've always done the six days and one rest day, mm-hmm. and he switched me to like all seven. Okay, yeah. yeah. So we're 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 yeah. the exact opposite. Yeah. We used to do all
1: all seven now. So yeah, now it's starting out I've, supposedly in a month or something, we'll get to all seven days again.
0: But oh, okay. Um, so it's just like it's, okay, it's okay, just okay, a build yeah, up yeah, now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, is it all like slow, slow? No, actually, it's actually fat. Well. So when we were at
1: Xavier, we didn't really get told what paces to do our runs at unless it was like a tempo-type mm-hmm. run when it was said, okay, run this fast, and do yeah. do this at like six-minute pace. But all of this is, like, there are specific paces. Every single run has a pace that you should be running at. Really? So my normal runs are supposed to be between 6.45 and 7.10, and then we have these things called lactic threshold, which yeah, yeah, we yeah. call tempos. Like, they're the exact same thing. So I actually, yesterday was five miles at normal, so I think it was like 7.02 or something for the five miles, and then... Two at the LT pace. So it's two, six flat miles at the end. And uh, I was looking at some of the older guys, um, because we have the Excel spreadsheet that yep. uh, I was totally confused <laughs> by at first. So I was looking at what they do and they do the exact same thing except more. So they'll do like the first three miles at normal pace and their normal pace is even faster. Some of their normal paces are around like 625. Yeah. Which I can, you know, I, I've been able to handle that before, but yeah. not every day. Yeah. Um, and then they get down, their lactic threshold tends to be about like 530 per run per for you know four or yeah. five miles. So that's kind of the faster part of it, but on um, our normal runs, yeah, they're a little bit faster than I'm used to, but I'm I i kind of like that. Lower a little bit lower mileage, more intensity, as opposed to being you know a new, yeah. new eight hundred runner as opposed to where I was kind of two mile and five K last year.
0: Yeah. So. Huh. Yeah that's really I, I didn't expect that. Like the really prescription like these like, Yeah, yeah huh. it's, it's
1: very much written on us. every yeah. single run is kind of dictated what we're supposed to be doing every single stretch is.
0: does he like is that the same for all runners or does he like look at your prs and say or like or yeah is it pretty much across the board i mean it's it's
1: so the paces themselves are kind of dictated by like your prs and everything and, okay, and what okay. we've told it before because even among i think there's like seven incoming distance freshmen and yeah. most of our paces are about the same um i think there's a couple where it's like five or ten seconds off which shows that he did it he did look in at our PRs and oh, okay, adjust okay, them. Yeah. So they're not all just a blanket, but at the same time, you know, are you really gonna give a four point six miler a different pace than a four thirty yeah, miler? Yeah. Like it's not, yeah, I it's mean not it that, that much point. different. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, it definitely is this specified for each runner, but we're all pretty close. Yeah. So
0: So you said like <laughs> I find this funny. So you said like seven distance runners. Mm-hmm. Do you consider yourself a distance runner? Are you a distance runner? I don't want to be. I mean,
1: I definitely think that like this past season, I proved that like the 800 is more my event than you know, a 5k is. But at the same time, I will be on the cross country team, so I'm gonna have to get used to those 8k's. I plan on doing a 5k on the track in a couple weeks, probably up at Manchester High School. Mm -hmm. I'm probably gonna hop in that just to get my. So I don't have to up from eight hundred meters to eight thousand meters right away. But um yeah. I guess I would still have to consider myself a distance runner, especially because I'll probably especially because you know how everyone in college. When they're in high school they might run like 400, 800, but then in college they run eight hundred mile, or if you do mile and two yeah, mile, you're they, not they they bump you up, So yeah. I definitely feel like I'm gonna be end up being a distance runner. Okay. Or yeah. what high school is consider a distance runner like a mile when really that becomes mid distance mid distance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
0: it's mid distance. It's crazy <laughs> I, can, I can't run a mile. Yeah, definitely. I can't run a mile, it's too, it's too fast for me. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a different game. Yeah, I'm looking at, like, for, yeah, just like you said, like, I basically run two mile and mile in high school with, like, you know, maybe a 3K steeple or, like, a 5K on the track. But, like, in college, I'll be doing, like, 5K, maybe 10K in upperclassman years, and then the 3K steeple, apparently because nobody likes 3K steeple. In That's what
1: college? I want to try. That's what I want to try. Yeah. I know it takes a ton of strength, so I think that the mid-distance might
0: help in that, but I, I don't know. I feel like good athletes are good skiers. Yeah. That's what I... Yeah. Because um, I, I remember Alex Krasinski did it, like, first race qualified for National Street Oh, year, yeah. But yeah. there's runners who are really good distance runners who are just, like, not coordinated and they struggle. Yeah. Like, I was running... A three k steeple against Xavier Guy, Dylan Selfridge. Dylan yes. yes, and he is, and he. Is I, lo- really I, lo- I love
1: Dylan. He's a great runner. <laughs> he's not the best athlete. He has. He kind of struggles with that stuff. So I think
0: the three k steeple was hard for him. That's a yeah. Because I beat him. I beat him pretty handily, and mm-hmm. I looked up his times, and I'm like, wait a second. No, he's.
1: I mean, he was. I want to say ninth at New England this year. Yeah. And but just steeple wasn't a thing for him. He,
0: he had true. the 900 mile club T-shirt. Thousand, <laughs> thousand. Th-
1: he hit a thousand. He hit a thousand. Times. It was averaging like, oh god, I can't even remember how. He, did. he had two hundred mile loops in there, but
0: oh my god! Yeah.
1: And we all told him. We all said, and this just kind of proved that you know every runner is different. We all told him, you're gonna burn out. You're gonna get hurt. Like you have gotta quit this. You gotta rest yourself. And he was like, No, guys, I'm di- like I, I know what I'm doing. Dylan has this kind of naive way about him. Like you think he, you you <laughs> think he doesn't know what he's talking about, but he somehow does. And he was just like, no, guys, I, I know what I'm doing. Like, I, I'm going to take this, and I'm, I'm just going to go. I'm just going to kind of do my thing over the summer. And we were like, whatever. And then, boom, out of nowhere. I mean, not out of nowhere, because he was great last year. But yeah. out of nowhere, just becomes an absolute elite runner in Connecticut. Um, and then on the New England level, finishing top 10. Wait, that was, top he,
0: he made the jump this
1: year? So he was good his freshman year. He was like a good incoming freshman. Yeah. He had a good sophomore year. But I would say his biggest improvement came after huh. this 1,000-mile summer. Which, you know, for, for me, I would have broke. My legs would have been shot after that. But yeah. him, it just worked. It was exactly what he needed. So
0: Yeah, everyone kind of is thing. different.
1: I guess so, because that would
0: not have worked for me. <laughs> yeah, I remember we were at the meet, and I saw the shirt, and I'm like, can that be real? Mm-hmm. And I talked to him, and then me and Cody were, like, calculating the number of miles per week. <laughs> I was like... Well, and then the
1: other thing I to remember is that, like, so for us, we had gone all the way to national, so our summer's even shorter. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, we start cross-country, I think, usually not sometimes, time as usually the middle of August. So, it's usually in about 80 days. So, I want to say it was, like, it was around, like, 78 miles per week or something. Yeah. Averaging. Averaging 70. And he started at, like, 50. Yeah. So,
0: that means he had to have a couple hundred yeah. hundreds at the end. But yeah, every is different. It was something else. Yeah, every is different, for sure. Because, like, my coach will say, like, that's a big thing with my coach. Because when I went to look at all these colleges, because like every college I went to, I met with a coach because I was like, okay, this is going to be my last coach, obviously. Yeah. So I want to make sure it's someone I really like, who's knowledgeable, who I, you know, agree with philosophically. And like a big thing with my coach is like run, just run how you feel. And like, for example, for me, like for some reason on any run over like six or seven miles or I should say over five. So when you get into like six, seven mile range, mm-hmm. if the pace is like, 6.30 or lower, or like below go good amount below seven. I just get like, I get tempo time. Okay. And I like, yeah. I can't, my body shuts down. I don't eat for like mm-hmm. six hours. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, and at NKRC this year, I was in group two, and every run we would try to beat group one. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's tough. <laughs> and there was one run in, cause this is, this is in the hilly Vermont, like <laughs> yeah. ski slopes, oh, yeah. like, we ran a 550 mile in the middle of a seven miler to pass yeah. a group one. I'm like, yeah. what is, we're on a hilly trail. <laughs> this is not a track. We're running a 550 <laughs> up a technical. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. I was sick the entire week. I was like miserable. Yeah. So all my summer runs are like, look like so slow, which yeah. is nice. That's how I like it. That, oh was, that
1: was kind of one of my issues when I heard about our summer training plans. that most of the regular runs are fast. and. At first, I thought, okay, I'm not gonna like that. But like you said, when you get above into that six, seven, eight range, I haven't had an eight mile run yet. I granted, I'm only five days in, I yeah. But I don't have one this week. I believe I have one at the end of next week. Yeah. But they're all in the five and six range. Today was only okay, today yeah. was only three. So like, I haven't gotten up to that pace yet. I guess maybe I'll build up to that and then be able to, yeah. you know, do all the runs at like six thirty pace. But yeah, not really feeling that so far. Yeah, I
0: did like a couple. Because my miles was so low in spring, I had to do a couple like three mile runs to just to start building my mile, just to like fill in my. And it feels weird going out yeah. for a three mile run. I'm yeah, like, wait, I'm just going out for three miles. I'm like, <laughs> when,
1: when I was on vacation one day, um, I was with some of my friends. So I said, I said like, hey, you guys want to just go for a run? They're like, yeah. Like I, I, I said, what do you guys think you can run a mile? In? And they said probably like seven minutes. I said, okay, like I can get you to run a six fifty mile because that was like that's so easy for us. But yeah, then yeah, They're yeah. like, oh, I don't know. So they wanted to do it um they gave up like um like one meter in or one meter in like you know yeah. 10 seconds in yeah, yeah. and I was just like all right well I'm not gonna run for 10 meters so I just ended up like running one mile like in like 602 I was just bored and I was like what is the <laughs> point not? of this why why did I just run one mile as a run like this seems so pointless <laughs> but whatever okay
0: yeah if it's not a cool down like you know what I yeah. mean yeah but yeah sometimes like right along that line in gym class I'll be like Hey, what do you think you can run? I'll pace you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Just for fun. Okay. Let's 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 see. I did have stuff to talk about today. Um let's see. Uh okay. So some of this we already talked about, but moving down in distance for track. Um so you because I was looking at stuff on athletic.net. Um, and you really hadn't run a lot of 800s before mm-hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. So, like, why, what did you talk with your coach, or what was the impetus behind moving down? Like, well, if
1: I'm not sure if Athletic Net has all my time, but if you look at, like, my sophomore year, I yeah. was really bad at the 800. Like, for some reason, I had no speed. I, could, I ran, like, I mean, relative to my team. You know, a lot of guys on my team are running, like, 201s, 202s, and I was up there, like, 206, 207, which isn't, I mean, it's not terrible for a sophomore, but, you know, it's not really, like, a league. And, it's Xavier, guys. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Like, I was getting beat by all my teammates, and yeah, I was just like, why can't I do this? So my coach was like, all right, no, you're sticking to the two-mile. And um, yeah. so actually, towards the end, or so cross-country my junior year, I kind of just had, like, I I finished the season really well. Our team got a lot of injuries, so I was kind of pu- pushed up in the ranks, so I mm-hmm. was, like, feeling really good about myself. And by the time, uh, I think the first race I ran in indoor was 800, and I ran, like, a 202 or something, so I thought, all right, I might as well try it. Yeah. And then this year, I think the reason I wanted to switch from the mile to the 800 was, um so our four-by-mile, before they actually raced it, was ranked fourth in the country, and I wasn't on it. So okay. to have four guys ahead of you in an event, like two. Pretty, I ran 428 yeah. this season, and I was fifth best on our team. So it was like, we have yeah. the milers, but the best 800 on our team was 159. So I, I saw a huge hole on our team that could have been filled by an 800 on our side. Me and, uh, Trevor Christie, who was another senior, we both thought, all right, we're going to hop into this 800. We're going to take it and we're going to try and, you know, see what we can do. I don't know if you know Pierce Sylvain. I know our, the name. A, yes, yeah,
0: name I know. Runner. I know him. Yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: he's he ran 157 at SECs. Um, yeah, so I really haven't run a lot of open eights, mostly because our team has such good eight, such good just runners in general that we a lot of times try and do the four by eight instead. Yeah. So that's another reason you don't see 800 times on athletic net. But yeah, so like, yeah. cause I had, I ran a 158 pretty early in the season. Uh, or actually, I re- yeah, I ran a 159.2 or something at a dual meet. And then, like, a 158 at SEC is when we kind of soloed a race. To, I ran 758, I think? We ran 756 or, or... No, we ran 758 at SECs. Yeah. And qualified for nationals. And I don't know. I think I just saw that there was a hole on our team that really needed to be filled, especially in terms of a 4 by 8 anchor.
0: Yeah. Because we
1: ran 758 without a single guy breaking 159, which is... Not necessarily surprising. Actually, we ran... Better example, we ran 756 without a single guy breaking 159. Which means wow. we all ran 159.
0: <laughs> like, um, low, low.
1: Yeah, I think one guy might have... I think me and Pierre Salin might have been, like, 158.9. But basically, we didn't have a single stud in our team. And mm-hmm. it was kind of bad for our racing because it... Like, in, I don't know, did you... Were you able to watch the indoor 4x8 for, um, for state opens or double Ls? Uh, you no. probably wouldn't have. But we... After the first leg, we had about a three second lead. After the second leg, we had a six second lead, and so by the time it got to my leg, we were our, we were five second. I was you know five seconds ahead, which in indoor is like an entire turn. Almost. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I had to run the entire thing by myself. So not having a single stud on our team meant that like we were alone the entire race yeah. basically. So I kind of thought like, okay, whatever. I just I want to be like the guy at a, who can anchor this team to a really good time. And eventually it happened. I mean, it took a lot. It took until the last race of my high school to
0: career to actually run a formidable 800 time. But it was good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm trying to, like, so I'm not used to, like, the dynamics of, like, that a bigger school. So, like, you have these milers, right? So you say there was, like, four milers who were better than you. Do they normally not move up and down, like, distances? Or do they usually stick to the mile and that's sort of their domain and, like, you fill other slots? It's, like.
1: It's totally specific to each runner. So Dylan Selfers was a four thirty miler, but yeah. he focuses on the two mile. So he was our we had six guys, four thirty and under, mm-hmm. and he so he was one of them. Mm-hmm. So he did run the mile in four thirty, but he focused on the two on the two mile. Peter Shelton is a four twenty miler, but uh four twenty flat. But he was focusing on the two mile before and wanted to focus on the two mile, but then ran four twenty, so he yeah. didn't want to <laughs> and Peter Shelton was on our four by eight. So yeah, he yeah, absolutely yeah. does so we absolutely do huh. move up and down it's more um it's kind of more specific per person so I would say Owen Curran is a guy who he he can move he absolutely he can run a great 800 and a great two mile yeah. but the mile is his bread and butter will Curran can run a great uh can run a great 800 and a great mile but some for some reason the 1200 is just his event he's so good at it hmm. but it's only ever run in the DMR, so it's wow. so much chance he has but um and then you know Peter Shelton can literally do anything Peter Shelton's a god. except for the 400 he can't do that he is like 57 or something but but he runs a
0: 157 (laughs) and i think a lot of that too is just like if you run if you like you're in this mindset where it's like this is my event it's mental to a point Mm -hmm. where you're like you know if you label yourself like like i do i label myself like a 3200 meter rudder i'm just mentally like not prepared to run a mile like if you label you know what i mean so Mm -hmm. like it's amazing those guys that can just move up and down distances without like, you know, yeah, worrying so about it. I would definitely say like, we have guys who, you know, like me and Trevor
1: were kind of our 800, run- me, Trevor and Pierre were kind of our 800 runners. Mm-hmm. Peter, Owen and Will were our milers. Robbie and Dylan were our two milers. Um, so we definitely have that, but
0: our coach makes sure that we move and yeah. down. And you like, just took the best miler for the four-way. Yeah yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Awesome. Uh, so in college, uh, are you looking to, you said you were like, obviously in college, everything gets bumped up distances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing you haven't talked to the coach. I know I haven't talked to him plus track's like a year away. Yeah. But yeah. do you want to run the 1500 slash mile? Like, so we're in, we're in Mac, and yeah. I was looking
1: at the times and I think he's crazy to not keep me in the 800 because for some reason the 800, so the 800 in Mac was one in 154. And I 156.5 really? at the end of out in a split so it's more like a 156.8 ish but okay yeah but um either way that's as a freshman like to only be a couple seconds off of the winner in the 800 you might place I could you not might. Oh, well the so seventh place or eighth place which does place was actually 159.8 so my time this year would have easily placed and I did not realize how bad that conference is and so I thought all right well let me check out the other ones the 1500 eighth place was 420. Which is be- getting better. It's yeah. still not a fantastic, but a four twenty uh. for eighth place is better than a one fifty nine for eighth place in AO. So I think I think it looks like the eight hundred is weak, which I think he might might be an impetus to keep me there. Yeah. So, but I definitely think I'll run some fifteen hundreds. Yeah. I I've also never run fifteen hundred. I hear they're just like a, just like a three k is better than a than a thirty two hundred <laughs> supposedly it's like so much easier. Apparently, the 1500 is so much easier than the 16, so... Yeah, that's I what know. I hear, too. I, I, I do think <laughs> that a 3K is easier than the 32, because I remember the last time I ran a 2 mile, which was indoor of my junior year, was a, it was a 3K not a 2 mile, and I love that. The
0: indoor I 3K. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I hear that, like, I don't know if it's just, like, mental, like, it's not quite four laps, so yeah. it's easier. Or Everyone just maybe jogs the first three quarters, or who knows? I don't know. But, yeah. But, yeah. There you go. Benefits of D3 running. Yeah, that's true. You can just move around. Yeah. Were you really close to, like, going to UVM or going... Yeah, UVM was, I would say... Was that number two?
1: No, I would say UVM was number three. UVM actually kind of dropped out pretty early. So I I should just first off say I did not make my decision at all based on running, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I did it solely just because I wanted the best education. So it came down to Northeastern and... um, and WPI for me, mm-hmm. Northeastern I think would have been kind of difficult to run at, especially considering they just got Alex. Like they're not looking for yeah you know, like 159 guys anymore. They just got a four twelve miler. But um, <laughs> which is crazy. It's
0: so crazy. Yeah. Like I don't and know I mean, it. here's the other thing. It's not like their training is like an elite training. Like they're they're yeah. running like I I can't imagine he's running more than forty five miles a week. I in doubt season. it. No. Like you know what I mean? Yeah. I, so yeah. Anyways.
1: That's what I've always wondered about school runners, though, is if they're starting out with, with really low mileage, are they running well because they have really low mileage? Or maybe when they do get up in mileage, are they going to just eat, get even better? So I don't know. I'm like I I really, going to follow Alex a lot and see what he does, because that's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, for sure. He got, what, fourth in the 32 for National?
1: Mm-hmm. And, I mean, it was a really hot day. That was actually right before our DMR. It yeah. was a really hot day. Humidity,
0: too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was tough, but he could have won it for sure. I really? Don't know, not, not maybe not the actual race, but it was one in eight fifty-eight. So
1: oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because
0: I saw the time and I was like, "Oh, that's slow." And I looked at like mm-hmm. the
1: temperature and humidity. I was like, oh, "It okay. was, it was, it was definitely hot and humid." But for nationals, it was kind of too slow. You know, it's like someone, huh. it's like someone took it out slow because they knew it was hot, and we're just going to capitalize on that. So I think maybe had he run a different type of race, you know, had he just said, "All right, whatever, I'm going to go for it," yeah. he could have possibly won it. But either way. You can't really complain when you get fourth at Nationals, I think. Yeah, at that yeah, point, you're All-American. Who cares? Congratulations. Exactly. The- All-American. <laughs> Usually incredible. top
0: three is the goal, but in this case, All-American is the goal. I think, yeah.
1: I mean, to, especially in an individual event. You know, when you're doing like a relay or something, it's it's yeah. cool, but it's not as impressive necessarily. Yeah. I think to be fourth in the two-mile at Nationals is incredible it's Yeah, amazing. Yeah. No offense to halt really. <laughs> Okay. I, but I do actually feel bad for Trey Cormier. I don't know if you saw his in the 5K. He got, six, yeah. he got six in the past I heat. saw I got he got sixth. or no fifth in the past heat. got beat by two kids in the slow mm. heat, So
0: bumped him out of I didn't see that. Mm-hmm. I saw he got fifth. or what? I saw he got All-American in the yeah. past heat. I, I thought he got All-American. No, he got beat by two kids in the slow heat, So he oh, bumped him out of All-American. But then he got back. So I was happy for him. Yeah, but All-American individual is a lot more special. I, yeah, you know, I, I, mean, I definitely agree. You know? yeah. But like Hall is interesting to me because they always put it together during track yeah and then in cross country they always fall apart well
1: the DMR is just Hall's bread butter I mean like Hall is built for a DMR because if you I mean Trey Cormier is one of the best milers in the yeah state. I mean like next year arguably the best miler in the yeah.
0: state
1: mm-hmm. um Miller Anderson is mm-hmm. almost absolutely next year the best 800 in the state I don't mm-hmm. see who could who'd be supposed to beating him um and then they have Nod Middleton who's a good runner he i think he might have actually just graduated but either way in a DMR you can throw a board, you know, yeah
0: it doesn't, doesn't matter, matter really yeah. doesn't
1: matter and then um and then um muhammad Ali is pretty cool but um he's a he's like a 157 low guy so they just have somehow just have everything needed for a DMR and huh. the longest two events so Miller runs for 12 and he's yeah, yeah, yeah. He I, ran, I like assume. Real yeah assume four or something i assume which is great but so they have like these two guys who can just carry that team and they're just all returning, just except for the 400. But
0: yeah, I'd really, I just, I'd like to see them put together a nice cross country season because it seems like every year they fall apart. Like yeah, I was like,
1: we we should talk about um next year state open, in, individual, individual because I don't team. Yeah, I'm not trying to brag about my Xavier boys, but <laughs> I don't think it's going to be
0: that close next year. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It's going i be tough. I, you know, I always. If Hall got their shit together, because every year, like I remember, two years ago they their team didn't even make. No, they they
1: they beat Arts. So we were we placed third, and they beat us at the Wickham Invite.
0: Yeah, but they won the Wickham Invite. Yeah, they
1: won Wickham Invite. Yet they did not make it out of Class L. They just fell apart. And then last year again, I mean, they had a. Sol- I think they finished third, right? I'm um, or did Ward? No way. I don't think Ward beat them. They had to finished third or fourth. But um, either way, I mean, for the talent on that team, yeah. Just kind of... I mean, at the same time, though, like you said, they do amazing in track, so... Yeah. It
0: might just be 800 runners that can't run distance. I well, think. that's
1: the thing. So, Miller is their number two in cross country, and I was our number six in cross country, and I beat Miller. So... Really? Yeah, so you're not gonna... You're not gonna win that way. Yeah. That's why I don't think next year's gonna be too close. Yeah.
0: Mm.
1: yeah. But individuals, though, I think Trey might, might be able to win. Trey. I'm
0: yeah. taking Robbie. Robbie Pizzini. But... I'm yeah, how is... How... 1453 uh, 1453 I, yeah. I was going to say 15 Nationals flat was, Nationals was bad but yeah oh like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like 16 12 or something oh okay but
1: but I'm taking him I think he's going to oh, I think he's going to win and I think Trey's going to get
0: second
1: yeah oh man it's it's so, a hot take well it's so hot takes <laughs> it's so wide open though because if you think about the past like three years who is it going to be okay it's going to be well it's going to be Zakir last year and yep. then Drew and then yep. Brendan yep or I guess or, um, Vander on won quite two years ago. But and then list this year it was like, okay, obviously it's gonna be Drew and then Brendan. Yeah. This year or next year I guess it's finally like who's gonna win? You have no clue. Yeah, there's it no could, like, like I could who, see yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see I could see Robbie, I could see Trey, I could see Peter Shulton, I could see Dylan Selfart Peter Shulton, jeez. Yeah. He finished ninth this year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In sixteen eleven, I wanna say, at Wickham. So who um. Uh, uh, you no, know, you want a hot take? Azan Dawson from Fairfield Prep. He's a, he was a he'll be a sophomore. Yeah. He's gonna be up there. What yeah. did
0: he run freshman year?
1: Um. I want to say like sixteen thirty at Wickham. He ran four thirty one as a four thirty three as a freshman. Nine forty something. Yeah. Um. Kind of fell off at the end of outdoor season, but at the same time he's a freshman coming in. like yeah, he had fantastic cross country and I think I want to say he finished fifteenth at at yeah. uh, not nationals. Uh, State open, so I think with a big and he's a. I don't know if you ever seen him. He's a really short kid. I haven't so seen he, him. If he grows a little bit, I think that kid's going to take the state. Man,
0: but jeez. Well, I mean, to me, like that—that that time tells me he's already physically like matured a lot. Yeah. So to yeah. me, the benefit, the like, the gain could come from training. Because yeah, I'm, I'm guessing definitely. this year his mileage wasn't you know crazy. I, I so it, yeah. that's where the benefit could come from. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes those. You just can't predict jumps, you yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Like you, you just can't you don't you mm-hmm. can't predict how you're gonna do in college or how someone's gonna do you know biologically you can't. Yeah. Yeah. Um awesome. Uh let's see. Uh we'll go through some we'll go through some Xavier style questions. Let's see. So what was your favorite singular team accomplishment or personal accomplishment? They could be the same thing. Uh, I would have to, I mean we've definitely had a lot of conversations. I would have to say the favorite one would be the
1: the state open championship in uh, cross country, mm-hmm. just because it was like the most team win I think. Yeah. I mean it was the first tie in state history. We looked it uh, We also we scored the fourth lowest points, tied for the fourth lowest points. In, oh yeah, that was tied, an awesome obviously. moment for you too. Yeah. And, and, yeah, it was so cool. I mean we won on a tiebreaker. Yeah. I, I managed to outkick the Staples kid in the that last was 10 awesome. meters. Yeah. It was just something crazy. I mean so I guess that would actually be perfect for you know, team accomplishment and personal accomplishment. Um, it was just so... I mean, obviously, we, we it kinda of really especially snowballed after that with New Englands and Nationals and whatnot. But especially coming back after our double Ls, you know, just debacle. Double Ls yeah, was horrendous yeah. for us. I mean, it was probably the worst team race we've ever run. I think we got blown out by like 40 points by Staples and I managed to regroup within a week and come back and beat them. It was... I mean, just being at practice the day after we lost double Ls was depressing almost i mean we all know very the anything. first day back we <laughs> nobody even talked on our run we just we were just upset about it but at the same time you know i don't know if everyone like i mean peter Shelton, will current the, the huge fall that happened at double l's Peter yeah. Shelton, will Curren, yeah we yeah. were basically the reasons that happened because they both fell uh. so like we had you know excuses but we didn't want to use them so we just said well, whatever just forget about it we're going to move on to the next race and we've yeah. beaten staples before so it was just a
0: huge team coming together and doing something awesome. So I would definitely say that's the biggest accomplishment. That's awesome. And whenever I see you guys as, like, like whenever I go through results, it seems like you guys are always, like, grouped into, like, especially mm-hmm. the top guys and then you, yeah. t- you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Is that, like, something that you guys do naturally, or is it something that you're coached to do? Or? It's, it's, so, I mean, one thing we've realized with our, team, with our team actually from Double L's is that
1: we can't go into a race it's the dumbest it's just it doesn't work like we our plan at double l's was to have like two guys go up front two guys in the middle and then you know three or four of us back here who are going to move up in the race and we blew the entire race we just got so blown out so we decided all right whatever we're never making a plan for a run again so the the pack running that we do i mean we call ourselves like the the, the black pack that's kind of a thing from like the 80s we didn't make it up we kind of, i don't know like the 80s teams were like so successful that they called themselves that so we just said all right whatever we're gonna keep going one of the teams actually scored 24 points at state opens they they beat the what? state of, they beat the state of Connecticut in a dual meet so if you take the other five yeah. guys oh the five God. next guys they beat them so we you know have a lot of history behind us and one of that we've looked up like their places and stuff they finished I want to say oh and they didn't have a state open champion. so they finished second third fifth seventh and like 11th or something like that I forget the numbers but they pack ran and then it just spread at the end. So we thought like that's Xavier history. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's what we want to do too.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's pretty much when you see a black singlet in front of you and you can recognize that as your teammate. It's just that like the bond that we have with each other, like the friendships that we have, is like just kind of somehow pushes us through a race, wants us to get to the next person. Yeah. For um for NXR for the Nike qualifying meet, we actually we had these singlets made for us by a team parent. And then he put the black, or he put the white X on the back of the singlet so we could see it, Mm. and that was just, like, one of, that's our favorite singlet now, just being able to see the X and, like, knowing you have a teammate right there. It really just, like, how close we are as friends has, like, helped us pack run, but at the same time, it's, when you see a teammate in a race, I think your natural instinct is to catch up to them, but for us, it's just kind of exemplified, uh, or, you know, pushed forward by the fact that we are such close friends and that, you know, we've done, I mean, Especially with our team being pretty young, or having been young for the past few years, we've all, that's our top seven has been the same, essentially, for the past two or three years. I mean, it's me, Owen Kern, and Trevor have been on it since we were sophomores. Um, Dylan's been on it since his freshman year. Robbie was on it last year. Will Kern was on it since last year. So, Peter Shulton's new, in case anyone didn't know. But, (laughs) yeah, so the pack running is definitely a big thing for us, and I'm sure it'll continue next year, because... Yeah. Now those guys have been there for four
0: years. It's, it's just an awesome culture, you know. Yeah,
1: exactly. I mean, I think I heard in like one of your first podcasts you mentioned about like our 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 team Halloween party. Yeah. That when everyone dressed up as runners. When I heard
0: about that, I didn't believe it at first. I, I could, was
1: like, I could, I'll have to send you the picture of Owen Kern dressed up as Craig Engels. Oh my god! It is, I can't get it out of my head with it's, the mustache. Yep. The, oh, yep. My. oh my god! It's so it's kind of scary, like how accurate it is. That's so but, awesome! Oh my
0: god. <laughs> Like what's 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 some other stuff you guys do outside of like practice that
1: Um Watermelon Wednesday is one what, Yeah, what's we that? just
0: bring a watermelon to practice what's and do it l-
1: after. We don't actually do it that often anymore. We have to start doing it again, but um captains practices over the summer. I think a lot of people do that. It's just you know, everyone does it. The other thing is that the depth on our team is like is just kind of crazy, so we always have someone to run with. I mean, we have fifteen guys who are sub five and you don't really go sub five without doing a good amount of mileage, doing a good amount of runs. Yeah. So we always have someone to run with. Um, we did team dinners our sophomore year, where like the night before every big meet, we would have a team dinner and we would go and just like talk about the race, talk about strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, so my sophomore year, we finished 16th in the state. So we stopped doing that. That was just a horrible <laughs> idea. And actually the night before double L's this year, we did one. So we mixed it, said we're never doing that again. But, um, so that was a philosophy thing that we did, but that just didn't work. Yes. Yeah. It kept, it kept backfiring on us. I other fun thing to do. I mean, but, we all,
0: we all just hang out in general. So yeah, exactly. Style. It's so funny, you mentioning sophomore year, um, I think I remember I was hanging out with you, it might have been sophomore year, and you were talking like, oh, we got all these great young runners, in yeah. like two years, we're, <laughs> we're like projected to be the best in the state, yeah. and I was sort of like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, like, yeah. young runners always don't develop, and you know, and here we are two years later, and yeah, we definitely, we got
1: some help, you know, I mean, like, Dylan Selfworth's coming in with Big we, you know, his dad was a Xavier alum, so we kind of knew we were going to get him for a while. For a yeah. while. Robbie Cuisine's dad was a Xavier alum, so we thought we might get him. Um, so we definitely had some help, but yeah, I mean, just, like, the foundation that we... Because this, this year's seniors, actually, we really didn't have any mentors above us, per se. I mean, not to insult the runners who came before us, but, you know... they were always the depth. Exactly. They were always, like, kind of, like, maybe a little bit less talented than us, so it was weird being, like, the best people on your team as sophomores. Yeah. But... But, um yeah, I mean, we had, like, just these young... We actually... We thought we could make a run at State Championship last year, and that didn't happen, but... Um, although, I guess State Opens, actually, was a very good race for us. I don't... Most people, like, see that we finished third, and... Which is exactly what we finished at Double L's, but we actually lost Owen Curran, who was our number two runner at the time. He had run, like, 16... Oh, like, 30. Yeah. He had run 16.30, and he got injured, and we still managed to finish third, beating... I think we right, yeah. yeah. so, like, we... If we, put, if we put him back into the race, running
0: we would have gotten second, which still is in the win, we still don't really care. But, yeah. And then New England is a debacle, too. But. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> yeah, but, like, my, like, for example, our, my best, not I shouldn't say my best, our, my team's best race, or what used to be my team's best race was, like, my junior year in cross country, and normally, like, our top three runners, me, Josh, and Cody, like, mm-hmm. don't normally, like, group together, because, like, we all have different styles. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I usually, like, don't take it out as fast, and Cody is up and down because he's a crazy person, and Josh is also a crazy person, so, um, like, we normally don't run together as a pack, but that once, for some reason, that class, you know, class S race, we all ran together as a pack the entire race, and... I thought that me and Josh were worried that we were running really bad because Cody was right there with us. And we're like, oh, shit, are we going to lose this race? Like, Cody's right here. And, like, we had just ran by our assistant coach, and she was, like, in the first half mile, she's you guys are in 40th place. And we're like, "Uh uh-oh. that's not good. But it ended up good. And, like, you said, like, um, you don't always have to have that, like, one stud. And we didn't have a single All-State runner. Yeah. But we still won. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like, sort of sucked finishing ninth, 10th and 11th but whatever you know like yeah but that team culture is something that's i think that's like the hardest thing like you can always train and you can always you know put in the mileage but like culture is something that doesn't like you can't work for it it has to develop naturally yeah exactly you know what i mean and i
1: mean everyone always like whenever they're talking to us about a team like how did you guys get that culture like how did it and i can't explain i have absolutely no clue. i mean we just like as freshmen we were just like okay one day, our coach told us when we were at this poor, this meet where it was pouring rain. It was disgusting out. We were we we're actually doing a a two k race up in Manhattan. It was a freshman race. Yeah, two k was so. And our coach after the race, we we finished third, fourth, fifth, and seventh, I think. And we only had like four freshmen in the race, but so we finished like third, fourth, fifth, and seventh or something like that. Yeah. And he said to us, "You guys are going to win a state championship your senior year." And us like. These starry eyed freshmen are like, Yep. All <laughs> okay, <right."> coach. <laughs> I don't know what that means. We finished 17th in the state, or 17th in double L's that year. So ooh, we were like, Okay, I don't know what that means, but sure. And eventually, I think, especially Owen Curran, which was, a, was a huge in that, just said, No, he's right. Like, we're going to do this. And we kind of said, All right, well, we'll just work our butts off and see what happens. Um, and eventually, you know, then the next group, the next way the kids came in, you know, like Dylan Selfors was with the next year. um, and actually so our the junior class is a million times more talented than my senior class hmm. they're I mean they just yeah, have yeah, like yeah. Every, yeah. so many kids who are in yeah. there who are so good so they came in and really I would say are like the reason that this culture happened because I mean 90% of those kids are the ones who just dedicate themselves so hard
0: work every day and it's just it's crazy to see them and into that's awesome crazy. that's so awesome to just have that yeah and I'm looking forward to that in college too you know just kids who love mm-hmm. running yeah um Let's see, so, uh, uh, the first thing, when I, okay, I, I forget, it must, okay, cross country for me had already ended, I think, because you guys had gone to New England, you had gone to NXR, you had won NXR, and then me and a couple of kids on my team heard that you guys were going to NXN, and we were, like, freaking out, we were, like, yeah. holy crap, so walk walk me through like that whole experience like did you guys you guys flew there right did Yeah. you get free stuff and what um, what was the whole The amount of free yeah <laughs> well so
1: i one the one fun thing about the race was that we ran the race and we knew that we had run well but i don't think we were really expecting like too much we thought like let's go for like, let's try and get second i don't you know who CBA Christian Brothers Academy there they have i think they've won that meet i want to say like 8 years in a row now yeah. they have this like 340 Meet, uh google meet record they like won 340 meets in a row jesus and i think this was their first like when we beat them it was their first loss in the past like six or seven years or something wow and so there there's um there's a video somewhere of their coach when um right after the race their their fifth runner comes in and their coach just goes i think we got it i think we got the dub and um uh some parent was like well xavier already has their xavier's fifth runner came in like 10 runners ago and he's like never heard of Xavier like I don't know who that is and we were just like that's exactly <laughs> what we want to be you have no clue who we are you never saw us coming um but yeah so and then when they announced us as the winner well actually when they didn't announce us as third place that was the moment that we realized like this is insane we just made it to nationals
0: because top two make it so you guys didn't know going into the no, announcing results we had that you had absolutely no clue won. We won. really because no. knew- I saw your guys' just react like the video of you yeah. guys like don't you yeah. know what I mean
1: yeah, we, we knew that, you know, we were in the, once, once we didn't, once we heard that we weren't third, we knew that we were in the top two. Yeah. And that was, we went crazy then. I mean, yeah. we tried to keep it quiet. But then <laughs> when they announced CBA as the second, as second place, it was insane. Once we realized we had wow. w- actually won that meet. But yeah, so Nike paid for our flights out to nationals. They, I think we had to leave at like 6 a.m., which wasn't too fun, but it wasn't bad. I mean, yeah, so we flew to Chicago and then flew from Chicago to, to uh, Portland. And as soon as we got there, the very first we we had the option to either fly out on a Thursday or a Friday, so we could get the extra day. We decided, to obviously, take the extra day and yeah. we want to we want to take it out. Yeah. So we we took one day, um, just as a team, where we, we you know went for just a quick run together. We went out to this like this place, um, this like steak place, which was amazing, best the best we've ever had. And then the next day. When we woke up, it was like Nike everything. Nike controlled everything you did. And at first I was like, at first I was like, this kind of sucks. Like Nike's telling us where to go. We can't leave. We could, we were not allowed to leave the hotel. Really? Um, yeah. Like we had to stay in the hotel. And I was like, this kind of sucks. But then I realized Nike spends like so much money on this. It's fine. Like I'll do whatever they want. And the amount of free stuff. Yeah. I mean, they gave us, you know, free Pegasus. They gave us a free backpack. They gave us the single. They gave us the warmups. They gave us wow. socks. They gave us everything. It was just, it was incredible and the backpack is like my favorite thing in the world. I use that for every meet. but yeah. yeah and so, I would too. <laughs> so we, we got all, all that stuff. Um, every, like every night, um, when we would be out at like or actually we have to go to the Nike headquarters, I think every day. Really? And, um, I actually, I took a picture with, cool. so we, when we were going up the line, we got to chest bump, um, Matt Centrowitz. Yeah. I heard about so, that. <laughs> so that was awesome. And, uh, I took a picture with Pauline Quigley and,
0: um, Wow. Evan, Evan Jager and one other person that I always forget his name. He's not a popular one. He's still, he still gives his name. And then the Nike Oregon Project guy? Yeah. Eric Jenkins. Eric That's Jenkins. Eric Jenkins. Yep. Yeah. Eric Jenkins. Okay, okay. He's a popular guy. <laughs> I just always forget the name. Yeah.
1: He's not um, an Olympic medalist. No, exactly. Yeah. So, but yeah, he was, and that, that one, we were waiting in line for dinner and he just like walked by us like on his phone and we were like, nobody else <laughs> recognized him and we were all really? just like-
0: you're jenkins like what what is <laughs> happening right now and he was like oh hey guys what's
1: going on and then at that dinner actually they had they had um they had like people who run for nike come and sit at your table and talk to you about just like running it just like literally just what we're doing now just talk about running yeah and when we saw who sat down at our table i don't even remember his last name his name was like jim or something um and we were like oh we didn't like the first thing we said to him was oh you're not famous and he was like yeah, I'm not. I still run for Mikey though. And we are like, oh, cool. What are your times? He was like, "Um, uh, I think I, I, or he was like 207 in the marathon. I want to say like, an, like 102 or something in the half marathon. And we he was like, yeah, I run like, uh, I run like 353 or 356 in the mile or something. And we we're just like, Oh my God. <laughs> I have no clue who you are. And, but somehow you're amazing. We like, are not worth it. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And he was just like sitting there like, Telling us about what it's like to run for Nike, the stuff they gave you, the housing you have, like just hanging out with Colin Quigley and like <laughs> just like, all those people. He was like, "Yeah," and like sometimes we get to hang out with like you know the people like um, Emma Coburn for New Balance. Um, it just it was just yeah. insane. I mean, I still can't even like fathom what it was, what it was like, how that actually happened to us. Um, every night they would just like when we were going out to dinner, they would come back and like leave a pair of like NXN sunglasses in our room or like three pairs for all of us. The only, wow. the only thing that wasn't great was when only had two uh, two hotel rooms, so we had to put all seven of us in there. Yeah. So the night before the race, like, two people had to sleep on the ground, but we uh, actually, I think we actually ended up sending someone to my coach's room and stuff in there, but... Oh, well, there you go. Yeah. It was bad. Everyone else had that Take someone so. out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I remember, because obviously I watched the race, and <laughs> Robbie, Robbie. I was like, holy <laughs> crap, because I watched it, like, pretty, because I... I watched it like before I knew the results or anything mm-hmm. so and I like was not ready to see Robbie out front it was a I solid amount of time dude. it Robbie... wasn't like he wasn't just leading for 10 meters he was like it, was the, first, it a half was the first mile it was yeah I think, mile? It, I think it was no I mean first kilometer we always said the first okay.
1: K of nationals is Robbie's
0: time to shine but I mean <laughs> it, he, and the he, announcers he, are like Robbie Horton from Xavier I yeah. haven't heard of this kid <laughs>
1: I don't think he's one of the ones who's expected to be up there, but, yeah, yeah, no,
0: I mean, we,
1: I don't care, the kids, <laughs> no, like, it's he, Nationals, like, he was do it, it's he, awesome, and the thing is, is that, he's it's a not savage, like, it's not like I did it, where, like, I absolutely know that I'm not talented enough to be up there, because Robbie is the most talented mm. runner I've ever met in my life, I mean, the kid ran 1453 as a sophomore, I say in, like, a couple, of, in, what, at his senior year or something, he can maybe go top 20 at Nationals, which is pretty I mean, top 20 might not sound incredible, but it's national. Like, that's insane.
0: They're going against Texas
1: and California. Yeah, exactly. and... Oh, yeah. Which I found out, actually learned something interesting about California. Half of their times are so fast because all of their um, races are on pavement. So it's like doing every every oh, single race. Oh, really? Is race. Yeah. Because we were talking, because, I mean, there were people from everywhere, and they are like, yeah, we're from California. And it was, I think it was a few girls, and they were like, yeah, my PR was like 16.55 or something, and we were like, that's insane. Like, you 16.55? Like, I've run that like three times this year. And they were like, yeah. I mean, it's all road races, so it's a little faster. And we're like,
0: huh, okay. So like flat road races is a lot different than technical.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, and you notice I don't California teams didn't do fantastic at Oh yeah. Kind of makes sense because it's like it was. I mean, the course was the muddiest thing in the world. Yeah. It was was awful. But. Yeah, it was. Yeah, I remember that. They gave (laughs) us these spikes that um they're called they're. They're not very much spikes, but they're like these triangles that are supposed to grip the mud better. Huh. And they're like designed for that course. I mean, you can use them on other muddy courses, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like they actually might be great for Wickham huh. if, it, if it's on a muddy day. So yeah, they're like, are they like special? They're just like, look yeah, weird. They're, they, they're just like almost like cups that are like the bottom of cups that just go down. And they, um, I guess they grab more surface area on the hmm. mud to so push them farther.
0: Huh. But yeah, huh. Okay, um let's see we're at almost 50 minutes on this thing so let's get into a couple of dms um one is just one's from nate from nfa and he graduated this year and he's going to university of maryland and he asks what save your summer mileage like how much how fast do they do tempos fartleks etc during the <laughs> summer <laughs> don't know all so, our secrets i know no. I was, hey now you're graduated you can give away no <laughs> well, plus,
1: i mean the thing is like all of our logs are not private so like anyone can go see them if they wanted. because you can read what we do it doesn't matter if you don't do it like and it doesn't it's not going to work for everyone it's just like we all do kind of stuff but um i would say generally yeah like we start at usually like 40 miles work up to 70 by the end by the end of summer i mean it's gradual you know like a few, a couple weeks we'll be yeah. building and then we take like a week to kind of rest up a little bit maybe oh, go down okay, go down okay. like five or ten miles and then go huh. back up like 15 miles yeah to get back up to a building um tempos not a ton of like real speed work like I classic mean, 20 minute tempo yeah we, we might much. we might do one like every other every other week we do um we try to citizens bank is a 5k in middletown we try to have like everyone do that one just to kind of see what shape you're in um but yeah we don't do a ton of tempos we do some hill workouts um We might do a couple. We do some 2Ks, actually, kind of like time trials just to see what we're doing. Mm -hmm. But, you know, but other than that, it's not a lot of workouts. It's mainly focusing on the mileage. And then every now and then you'll get a workout in. But that workout will be included in your mileage. Like, it'll be like in the middle of your run. Go, you know, do like a do like a tempo. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, It's it's good. I mean, at the same time, it's different for everyone. Like, you know, like I said, Dylan self is one above and beyond did a thousand miles. Will Curran did, I think, like 450 miles, which sounds really low for like a Xavier athlete. But the kid knows exactly what he needs. He had the biggest breakout season of anyone on our team. I mean, he ran, I think, like 16, 12 or something after having last year run like 17, 30. So, I mean, he's, wow, his own current. To be that fast and make that big a jump. Yeah. And I mean, and he's a 158 kid last year. He was like a 203 probably as, and he's a junior or will be a senior now. So everyone just kind of, it's not, it's very oriented. You know, we have a schedule, but it's very much feel like what your body needs do that you know don't do something your body doesn't need but at the same time you got to do some mileage it's yeah. the only it's summer it's the only time you're going to be able to build a base up for cross country because you need a base that's going to last you three good seasons yeah you know we're not trying to peak in cross country and then have a terrible indoor and outdoor season and then get back to cross country i mean cross country is most important but yeah you really need that base for all three seasons yeah. i think it really helps in indoor especially when it's if a dog days in
0: indoor, like... You know what I just thought of? Because if you're going to be an 800 runner... Because, like, for me, personally, I'm not going to be racing a lot in indoor. Because yeah. a distance runner, like, they, they don't... <laughs> college coaches only want you peaking twice. Right. You might be running some indoor if you're doing 800s. You might Possibly, be. Possibly, yeah. You know? And if indoor is pretty weak, you could place That's really true. well.
1: <laughs> well, so the indoor... What I was kind of interested in... So the outdoor 800 was 1 in 154. The indoor 800 was 1 in 151. And WPI actually had a kid go 153. So, but then none of them, like, were back in outdoor running it. I'm more, I I need to check the names again. It's possible that they moved up in distance because of the moving to Uh, an outdoor track. yeah, 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 Because, like I said, like, the the mile was one in around, like, 412, I think, 411, which, again, for, you know, college isn't fantastic, but it's, I would say it's a significantly better time than, you know, 158, or, or like, 156, 157, but, so, yeah, I may be running indoor, um. I mean, I think it's gonna de- probably depend on where I end up on their cross country team. Yeah. Because I, they're they're probably gonna have a solid cross country te- year this year. MIT last year just dominated. MIT dominates that conference. Every you year. know, the guy who won the five K at New Balance Nationals go to MIT. Really, and, Andrew Ma. Yeah. They dominate that conference. Yeah, they do. So, but I think we they I know the W has a good young team. I think their num- their number one guy will be a junior. So they're hoping to, I mean MIT I think it's like one. And then yeah, like, like six, seven, eight, nine, something like
0: that. But yeah, but so I was talking from a coach with that from that conference from Wheaton. Okay, yep. And they were, they were, they're like, yeah, because you know they were like, really, you know, they're not a great team, but they were like looking to. He's like a new coach, and he wants yeah. to build up. And he's like, yeah, we want to get to a place where we're placing second and third in the conference, yeah, like, right. not even think, looking at first place. Yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, MIT had just strong to hold there. Yeah. yeah, but you know, like when I was looking at colleges, I was like. I could have, like, I could have gone to, like, a, not, like, a really good D1, but, like, a, you know, second grade D1, like, CCSU or like UVM. UBM. Exactly. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, but did I want to go to school like that and, like, struggle to make the team and, like, yeah. you know, not really being that, or do I want to go to, like, a D3 school and, like, have an impact? And a lot of times academics are a lot better at D3 yeah. schools. Yeah,
1: and, <laughs> and with it being D3, like, it's possible that, I mean, yeah, certainly like the running might not be as good, but you know, you're now having an impact, but also in D3, you just have more time to focus on academics. So now, yeah. now you're at a better mm-hmm. academic school and your time isn't like completely destroyed by D1 athletics, yeah. which even if, like you said, you know, you're not really contributing to a D1 team, you're still like, you're still in and out of class all the time because of traveling and everything. Yeah. Whereas in D3, you know, you might actually be like a big contributor to the team by I mean, possibly freshman year, probably not, but, you know, sophomore, junior year, maybe, who knows, whereas you can still focus on the academics, which is a big thing for me, I'm sure. It's you. academics yeah. first. Yeah. Exactly, yeah, like, I know it's kind of cliche, and at this point, like, we're, we're running in college, so it's like, well, we're still focusing on athletics, but it is yeah. academics first.
0: I'm focusing on the grades. Exactly, yeah. next. Exactly. Okay, uh, talking about some high summer mileage, this is a question from last week that didn't have time to get into, but... um, We'll give it another shot this week. Uh, so this is from Matt. Uh, Matt Kirst, you know, from U.S. Coast Guard Academy, no?
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe. curse definitely. He's time.
0: run some sub-tudes. I don't know how far under, but um, in high school, obviously. Yeah. I, I don't know anything about college science, But um, he asks, uh, what do you guys think about Hoka running shoes? Uh, those are Hoka One One. Mm-hmm. I have never had a summer training for cross-country. And I'm trying to go for a 500 mile summer, and I want to make sure I have the right shoe for that kind of mileage. So I'm sure he's still pretty low in the mileage at this point. But I have some thoughts on this, but I'll let you go first. I believe Kyle Merber believes in. Was oh, Kyle brand. Merber, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, and Kobe Alexander. Yes. Um, I would say uh, for
1: 500 miles, I mean, one thing you don't need to worry about is your shoes falling apart. I think just about any like solid brand is, can hold 500 miles. I think like my is actually not these, I'm not wearing them now, but My, I, I use Brooks Adrenaline. Um, I think they're at like 550 now, so I'm probably going to turn them pretty soon, but just once they get 600 around there. But any shoe is going to be able to hold 500 miles without, probably without you getting injured. I would say it's mainly based on your foot type, like what you need. Um, so I, like, I use Brooks because I need that, you know, that structure. I need that heavy padding. Like, I need Hmm. that for my shoes. Otherwise, I'm not a fan. Uh, if you don't really know what you are, I guess I would just recommend Nike Pegasus. I mean, they're just great. All, they're good all-around shoes. They're not really great for anything. Not, yeah. They're not really structures. They're not really you know, neutrals, But So I would recommend Nike Pegasus. Um, Hoka,
0: I don't know. If you if you know that
1: you need like 10 inches of padding, I guess, yeah, sure. I, yeah. I have a teammate who uses them. I've never tried. I've actually actually—I've tried them on, but I've never done a run in them. So I can't totally say I would or wouldn't recommend them. I would say if you're New to training, maybe don't go with them, only because it, they're like they're totally one end of the spectrum, whereas I you might, if you're not really sure yet, then you might just want to start in the middle and find out what you need. Yeah. If you know that you need that structure, then yeah, you might be able to start there. Yeah. But I still would maybe
0: say, don't go all the way to yeah. one end of the spectrum, but I don't know. And like, the solution for, because it sounds like Matt, this is his first summer of like big mileage, so... I don't think the solution for like, oh, I'm running a lot of miles. Just put ten inches of cushion yeah. underneath my foot. Like, yeah, it's definitely. not that's not the solution. Like, that's just gonna harden up after like 200 miles.
1: So the cushion's not gonna
0: matter. Yeah, really. and I mean, like, you're gonna push through anyways to try to you know uh, get stable ground. I it's it's not a it's not a prescription. Um, I'd say just you know keep slowly building your mileage safely and wear the shoe that like you know is comfortable for you. Uh, yeah.
1: Yeah, I would definitely say that you don't need to change your shoe for summer training. Exactly. Just stick to what you've been using and then I mean if that if you feel like you need a shoe with structure, then maybe Hoka's work, but Yeah. Like I
0: mean, if you're running twenty mile weeks and cross and track with a trainer, then use that same trainer. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: I mean don't I mean you want to minimize the variables, so if you're gonna increase mileage, yeah. you don't want to change your shoe necessarily. Yeah.
0: And I mean sometimes it's good to like rotate your shoes so your foot mm. doesn't get used to the same yeah. shoe. Yep. Um but, you know, just run in shoes you're comfortable with. Yeah, I was guilty of like I got the sock the Saucony, I normally don't run in stockings, but I got the Saucony Freedom ISOs last summer. Okay. Yeah. And I got like addicted to them. <laughs> like I didn't wear any other shoes, yeah. and it was not good because you know, going into cross country, you need like that those muscles in the, your foot to be really like strong yeah. to handle the rocks and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I always switch between Nike Pegasus and Brooks. Like
1: Nike is okay. Much yeah. like, not- I mean, it's got like some support, but not a lot. It's really like I would say the base, like the middleest of shoes. Yeah. And then Brooks are a lot more structured. So yeah, Adrenaline's pretty structured. Yeah, that, those are my favorite. So I'd you have like,
0: like, are you overpronating or what?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I had like actually my basically my entire cross country season was plagued with just, like so many injuries, and then the, really? and the, this year, yeah, okay. yeah, I, uh, let's see. I had tendinitis. I pulled two muscles in October or no September, and I never got those fixed, and then. Actually I had Lyme disease the entire season. Apparently, it was just it was a rough year. Oh, yeah, I, I I got tendonitis in like a workout early on in the season and just never got it fixed because we were doing well. And I was like, all right, well if I take like a week off and my coach puts someone else in for me and I can't get that yeah. spot back, oh, man. I would have lost everything. But yeah, no, it's so a hard I, spot to be in. Yeah, so I just said, all right, whatever, I'll 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 get it out for cross country and then I took the first like month and a half of indoor
0: off. Yeah,
1: I, I didn't race until the last meet of indoor I think.
0: Yeah, but. I'll do like I'll switch between Saucony e ISO, which is like a neutral shoe with, like not a lot of support, and I'll switch between. I'm looking over at my shoe bin right now. Um <laughs> I have some ultras, which I wouldn't recommend unless you're experienced in zero drop running. And then I also like do some bare minimal barefoot running on the grass, yeah. like you know, like strides or like a little bit of cool down. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. We we do we'll do like I would say the longest I've ever run barefoot. I would like minutes, for a cool down. Maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. I would never go longer than that. Unless, yeah. And don't, don't, if, don't be ambitious and say like, Oh, I'm going to go for a 20 minute barefoot run. Cause you're going to injure you know, yourself. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it, it sounds
1: great because it's so natural, but no, you'll, you'll get hurt because your that. muscles
0: are so weak from used to running in shoes yeah. that like, you're going to injure yourself it's right gra- It's great to build the muscle, but it's not gonna,
1: you know, you're not going to build it all in one run. Exactly. So yeah, Add it a little here and there, but don't overuse it. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Um, Okay, uh, some last questions. So, I tried to get into a rhythm of some questions to ask every guest, but I think these are three questions that I'm gonna ask every guest at the end of, uh, each episode. So, number one is, uh, your favorite workout would be any season. Ooh. Well, normally I would say, like, just the average
1: 12 by 400, but, uh, that's not really ambitious, so I'm not gonna go with that. I would say my favorite, it's an 800 workout, so it sounds easy, it's 4x400, but you do a 400, jog 200 meters, and then do another 400, and then you have 10 minutes of rest, and then do that again. So, it might sound easy, but you do them in like...
0: Okay, so we got cut off there, um, but we're back with it. So, I was asking Owen what his favorite workout is of any season.
1: Yeah, so like I said, twelve by four is a solid workout, but um, at my at a goal mile pace. But I would say definitely my favorite would be four or four by four hundred, and it's a four hundred, two hundred meter jog, and then another four hundred, and then ten minute rest, and then you do it again. So you do the four hundred at about like 57, 57 second pace, and the first one is, I mean, when when you can run like one fifty eight, it's usually a breeze, and then the second one, is just impossible. It is so hard. It is probably the most difficult workout I've ever done, but um. You end up just feeling so great about yourself afterwards because you actually just ran a thousand meters in a total of like three minutes which is kind of interesting because like you so you did like a three minute thousand and that's including the 200 meter rest because you did 57 yeah and then and then like a minute and then 57 so it's definitely a great workout i would say it's really good mentally but it's also good physically because you actually get up to speed in an 800 or you get up to your 800 speed so i would say it's good for that too it's definitely my favorite workout i would say
0: Nice. Yeah, that's an... I've never heard of that. Yeah. Yeah, that's unusual. Okay. Um, number two, your worst and best running-related purchases you've ever made. Oh, man. Um, yeah. Could be a cheap thing or expensive thing, you know. Uh, I
1: would say worst would be insoles for a pair of shoes. I mm-hmm. try. I got... I was using Nike pegs, and I I was told that I need to um, get more structure, so they said... I was actually from a physical therapy place that I had to go to after cross. And they said, "Here, you can just take like just buy ours. Like, it was cheap. It wasn't expensive, but mm-hmm. like just the worst thing ever. I mean, it was so painful. I could not do a run. I remember one day we were doing just like a ten mile run in the woods, and I got like three miles in. I took him out of my shoe and I threw him in the woods, and I never seen him again. Really, like, I, just, I just I hated them. <laughs> I did the entire rest of the run without even like without even um." without even, like, the soles in my shoe, just because I had, not like, I had nothing in there. It was just bare because I hated them so much. They were so <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> That's funny. And best would probably be an Apple Watch. That's my favorite. It's is that great. GPS G- too? Yeah, GPS. So it's... I didn't actually use it until, like, the start of my senior year, so I, I went the first three years without ever using a GPS watch. Yeah. I was always running with other people who used them, so, like, I kind of just mooshed off of their mileage, whatever yeah. I said they had. But, yeah, no, having my own is, like, just fantastic. I actually, because... Especially, I use Strava. I think I can install this to get yeah. it, but, uh... I haven't um, been on much. <laughs> no, yeah, it, I don't... Like, I, I use it for everything just because I'd rather to use that than manual logging my yeah. runs, but, um... So, I would say that was my best purchase, especially because, like, today was supposed to be a cross-training day, so I kind of, like, not, not a triathlon, really, but, like, I just did, like, two miles of running, and then I biked for, like, 15 minutes, and I swam for, like, five or ten minutes. I think it was actually, like, eight, but... And I could and I could uh, log all of that on Strava because it has hmm. a swimming mode. It has, it has biking and it has yeah. uh, running. So and it's waterproof. There it's you go. Best well, purchase. swimming, you gotta be. Exactly. Watching. Exactly. Yeah. So best purchase, I would say, was definitely that. Does your look. like
0: you said you use Strava? Does your does WPI have like a?
1: Yeah, they they have their own. I forgot the name. It's okay. called like It's called like Run Forth or something. Yeah. I had never heard of it before. It has an app, which is nice. So I use that. But um, no, I I mainly use Strava, and then I'll just like. I put nothing into the run. I, I I just put, like, the distance and the time. I don't put any notes on it. Like, I put my notes on Strava so that if I, like, feel terrible one day, I can look at, like, what I did the day before yeah. or something. But, yeah, I do
0: none of that on, on the WPI app that yeah. they use. Because, I like... That was the same for my college. Like, they said, oh, we use blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And, like, for our summer training, we use like, running to win or yeah. something. my
1: team uses – or my Xavier team uses running to win. So if you want to join their team, okay. yeah join yeah. <laughs> <all> my mileage. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, um, last question. Uh, if you could be a world-class athlete in any track and field or running event, what would it be? Ooh. So it could be – it doesn't, you know, sprinting, mid-distance, distance – jumping throwing would decathlon be cheating yes Uh, i feel like that would would be cheating cheating. (laughs) because i would love to be amazing at that but um oh
1: man i'd probably say 3k steeple or any type of steeple i guess it could be 2k or whatever you want but i'd probably say 3k steeple because like like we we were talking about it before but being a being a steeplechaser like you have to be a good athlete like you just have to kind of be good physically and i feel like that would just like if you if if you were good at the, the steeple that means you're a good athlete and you're just kind of like physically intoned plus it's just a cool event like that's definitely my favorite event to watch but my coach doesn't my high school coach didn't let us do it because uh, kids always got injured yeah, it, yeah But kids do get injured
0: yeah yes 3k steeple is pretty awesome yeah um okay that's all i got anything else you got owen no just thanks for having me on yeah awesome. thanks for being on um yeah so you guys can follow pounding pavement on instagram at pounding pavement podcast and That's where we're going to to be posting stuff about like who's going to be on in the future and upcoming episodes and DM us on Instagram questions or suggestions, you know, what you want to know, questions specific to guests or running related in general, whatever, you know. um, And finally, best way to support the podcast is to search Pounding Pavement on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts or wherever you get your shows. Uh, Scroll down to where it says rate and review uh, top five stars, and it goes a long way to helping spread this podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you guys later. Bye.